Welcome to the Market Moment. This is Matt here with Lee and John. John, got your Christmas shopping done? Oh, not even close. <laughs> no. I didn't even know. Have you started? No, I didn't know we were sp- we were allowed to start. It's yet. December twelfth. Oh wow! I two thought. weeks from today, Christmas is over. Okay, good, good, good. I'll have it done within two weeks. Okay, that's good. <laughs> a couple days before two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tend to let Kathy do all the shopping. And then I have to scramble at the end to get something for Kathy. There <laughs> yep. you go. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. Lee, are you done? No. You're more of a planner. Yeah. We've gotten stuff done. Took a little bit of time yesterday and spent a few hours on my birthday, Christmas shopping. Yeah. You so had we a big got birthday yesterday. We, we, yeah. We, you know, but you know, so much is done online now. I mean, it's it just makes it easy, and so yeah. Lee is the double nickel. Think about that. Fifty-five. 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 You don't look a day over fifty-four and a half. If I yeah. say so myself. And I don't feel a day over 70. <laughs> That's good. So, things are good. You don't act a day over 12. So. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Hey. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, our, we're talking Harding football. Yeah, our alma mater in the national championship game this weekend. National so championship. So, Division two, Division two, Division two to national championship. Big deal. That's huge. It is. Actually, cool. it is big. A lot of kids from Northwest Arkansas go to Harding. Yeah. A lot, yeah. I mean, a lot of, to play football. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. some, several that are going to go this year from – local high schools which is pretty cool yeah it's a it's a good program 14 and 0 play a the number one team in the country Um, how is harding not number one well the the school that is number one lost in the championship game last Last year year. they were kind of i think their favorite yeah coming into it they have you know in division two has their own heisman this colorado school quarterback won the Heisman for D2 last year gotcha. he's the favorite to win it again this year so so they're solid we'll have our work cut out for us but um yeah. you know we'll be well represented Harding has a massive alumni base in the Dallas area so the game's in Dallas this coming weekend that's so cool it's exciting <clears throat> Harding's starting quarterbacks from my hometown is he Harrison yeah yeah cool they that's run cool. that triple option that is just so hard to defend if you don't see it very often and so many so few schools yeah, they uh, yeah, the only Georgia thing harder Tech. is the quadruple option. <laughs> that correct. <laughs> yeah, correct. Find that. Yeah. Anyway, fun sports weekend. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, couple big topics today. Inflation report just came out this morning. Yeah. By the way, market opened flat, um, just kind of muted. But inflation numbers look good. Slowed down to three point one annual rate in November. So, always nice to not have like a big surprise. You yeah. know, markets. Kind of like like it when things are, come in as expected. You know, better. I think, you know, as, talking about inflation, I think what this does is I don't think it changes their, you know, the Fed meets this week. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. You know, I think they'll leave rates unchanged. Um, but I think what it did is it basically gave the Fed permission to keep rates higher for longer. You know, th- there has been this camp that is – you know, talking about Fed lowering rates as early as January or February, right? And I just, I just don't see it. I <clears throat> well, mean, I, I hope that they would, don't. No, I, I, you know, as much as I would love to see low rates, sure, it, it's way too soon. Yeah, for that, um, I think that would create more problems. And so I think that they'll continue this wait and see and let the data determine. And anyway, I think it, I think the number was good, but it wasn't so good that it would allow them to. Feel look like they could look back it. to the seventies. <clears throat> the seventies, the Fed made the mistake of lowering sure. rates too fast, sure. and it and it hurt us for a very long time yeah. in our economy. And I think that hopefully the Fed is looking back at 
history and, and getting <laughs> guidance from all that. Of course, with the way the things have worked with COVID and so on, it's hard to get guidance on stuff we've never been through. Right. But I do think it's too – and I'm, I'm reading some of the stuff that you're going to go over. <clears throat> we'll get to it in a second, but – these predictions of rate cuts next year are dramatic. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was actually going to just jump to. So USB, so Fed rate cut <clears throat> predictions for 2024. USB predicts a U.S. recession in 24 and rate cuts of 275 basis points. Yeah, that seems crazy to me. CME, CME's Fed Watch tool is predicting rate cuts of 125 basis points, and median projection for their Fed's rate dot plot chart in September shows an interest rate cut of 25 basis points. Hey. I... Gosh, I mean, that something will have to happen, in my opinion, something yeah. drastic has to happen for them to cut. Because, like, next year. Well, I, I think they'll cut next year. But why? I, I, because I think inflation will have come down enough. But, but I mean, I, I'm in the camp 50 basis points, not beginning until summer. But what's the point <clears throat> of cut? Like, say inflation comes down and is... Like, it just comes down within range of their target. It's not well below their target. Correct. Like why would you cut? What are you trying to stimulate? Let's say the economy's still doing fine. Right. And inflation is at 2.5%, and they're like, hey, we can kind of live with that. Then what are you, like, what are you what cutting do you gain? for? Like, that's what I don't get. Now you're just getting involved for the sake I of getting involved. Totally agree. I think we <clears throat> were kind of at normalized rates. And I think what's happened is we shot up so fast from a 15-year or 10-year down you know lower than zero normal. interest yeah rates, exactly yeah. far lower than normal uh, rates so now we've shot up so fast <clears throat> people are kind of clamoring for it to come back down because the the, yeah, it's a shock to the system but in reality it's actually at a normal it's a normal rate environment right now as we sit and so what why we, mess with that what do we go up 550 575 five, five, yeah, five, yeah. Five, so yeah. usb is predicting that Half they'll of give that back is, half of that. There's yeah. just, See, I, just, I mean, if that happens, then as I've told some clients, one of two things have happened. Either the economy has fallen off a cliff. Right. Or, that, like you just said, there has been something external. Yeah. A, a war. Yeah. You know, China bombs Hong Kong. I mean, right. Hong Kong. I mean, something, <laughs> something drastic has happened yeah. that the Fed has got to come An in. An event that and, we normally don't predict. Sure. Right. Yeah. That's what you're saying. But. Two seventy five. I'm yeah. one that yeah. wishes the Fed would just get out of the game altogether. But if they're going to be involved, I, you know, my opinion is th they need to be involved when it's moments like that, not just when things are fine. Right. And they're still trying to, you know, manipulate. They need to have a they need to have a interest interest uh, inflation target. But I think they should also say like, hey, the interest rates, like, barring anything ca catastrophic like we're going to maintain them here it's not just a constant up and down up and down trying to you know the fed can make mistakes as we've seen from past right the 70s i give an example <clears throat> the fed can make mistakes one thing that we They're make actually mistakes, really good at making mistakes yeah they are i mean one thing that we as advisors you know we've lived through this for lee you know i've been doing this for a long long time the um it seems over the last several years we give the fed way too much you know, breadth of, of what we're listening mm -hmm. to. So tomorrow's the Fed meeting. Well, everybody's going to be on, you know, they're watching the Fed meeting. What are they going to do? And I'm just like, I'm not that, I don't care what they do tomorrow. I know they're not going to do anything drastic tomorrow. I'm not worried if they bumped rates 25 bucks, which I don't think they're going to do, or if they stay the same or whatever. But we've given too much sure. credence to what the Fed does. I, I wish the Fed would take a year off. I give them permission. Just yeah. one year vacation. Come back, see where things are by natural, you know, actions. And then, and then Fed get involved again. It's like the Fed's like any, you know, government, 
historically government only gets bigger and more powerful, right? They never go the opposite direction. And I look at the Fed as the same. Like the Fed is a group of people that have been given power and it's just human nature to want to be more in the spotlight, have more control, have more power over, you know, for whatever reason. And it's just a slippery slope. And, you know, I would love it if Pal or someone came in and said, you know, enough is enough. We're going to take a massive step back to the way this used to look. Yeah. We're going to stop being in the media as much. We're going to stop being as in, trying to be as involved mm-hmm. in the markets. Um, and I'm not saying that that wouldn't like create some confusion in the short term. Anxiety. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it would be so much healthier long term. You know, I'm going to channel my inner John Martfeld. <laughs> and Lord help us all. I know. I know. <laughs> that I, not not on the corny jokes, but on. <laughs> You know, the Fed's not going to raise rates, but they have every reason to. Right. You know, they have all the evidence, the data could support one more. Yeah. One more. I mean, nearly 200,000 jobs were added. Right. You know, the unemployment rate dropped to, what, 3.7%. Exactly. I mean, average hourly earnings up 4%. I mean, typically at this point in a rate, hike cycle yeah unemployment rate is probably in what the mid fives at least yeah and so i mean the the markets wouldn't like it but for what they said originally they would be raising rates tomorrow right when they first started this onslaught of rate hikes to get things the way they wanted them them and they're not there and to your point the economy shows resilience so much resilience that it makes sense that they would raise it you're right but I think the again, do they get emotional? Do they get? Do they you know? Do they let outside sources? And I would say yes. I mean, mm-hmm. you could go back to Obama years, Trump years, and I do think outside influences affected the Fed's decision making, and that's why we're kind of in the situation we're in today. Sure, you know why we had sure. to do what we did the last two years. So, I you know rightly, and I think you're right on the other side of that. Is this you know switch gears a little bit, but. Is the recession that we keep talking about, that John the pessimist, who normally is not the pessimist, I want everybody to know that, but is it, is the recession coming? I mean, I'm just asking you, like, what you guys think, or or have we avoided it? Because this whole year, the talk was recession was coming, was coming, was coming. In fact, it was going to come this year. Mm -hmm. 2023 is over, no recession. You see some people predicting 275 base point cuts, which is dramatic because of a recession, right? I mean, that's basically what they're saying. Yeah, a bad recession. What's our thought on 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 this panel here for about, for next for 2024 recession type situation? I still think we have a technical recession. Okay. I don't think it's a severe one. A massive. One. Okay. I don't think it's like Good. a catastrophic, like you know. But I think we, we'll look back and we'll have entered into a technical recession at some point in 24. I agree with that. What do you think, Lee? Um, you know, I, I, you know the, the thing I tell clients, it's, it's semantics at this point. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with Matt. I mean, if we have one at all, it's going to be shallow. I heard the analogy of a crop duster. You know, they come right. down yeah. quickly and then they're right back up. You know, the economy's strong. I mean, it is a whole lot stronger than this time a year ago yeah. that we felt like we would be at. Um, Sure. We, we dip into a technical one, but I think it's one of those where I think we realize it in, in hindsight. I think we'll look back and realize we went through one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think that 
you know, knock on wood, I think Chairman Powell, you know, has has done a decent job of now. How much of it is his doing, or how much how much of it is just that the economy and the consumers holding up pretty well? Right. Right. Um, if Eli were here, he would at this point he would interject and say, you know, <laughs> debt is at an all time high, and it is. Yeah. Um, That's my big I mean, concerns. There, there are a lot of cracks under the surface. The question is, is something going to happen that's going to cause an earthquake right. to really disrupt things? Things in the market and the economy typically don't happen like when you expect them that's to happen. That's correct. And that's the hard part around. The that's easy correct. call is to say we're going to have some sort of recession. Right. So – that's the easy call, but then that's also the part of it of why I th- think like maybe that's the reason we don't is because it's never that easy, right? Right, and it usually hits you or comes at us kind of when we're not expecting it, right? right? Or it, you know, it's something happens that triggers it, um, and so maybe we have one, but it's kind <laughs> of sparked by something that we're not really currently talking about. Yeah, my my concern, and to, to tap onto what you said about Eli, what Eli would say. My concern is a couple of things. COVID created this, and we talked about sure. this ad nauseum, but it created the the free money, basically, right? The Fed printed money. People had it without production. So we had money coming in, spending money, without the normal source of production that would create that money in the economy, right? It was from government. So that has un, been unwound, basically, out of the system. And now you're seeing, to Eli's point, this massive credit card, uh, because people are continuing to spend – but they're spending money they don't have now. And at some point, they're going to run out of room on that credit card, right? Sure. And at some point, where's the spend? You know, I worry about our incredible economy of consumption, which is what we are in America. At some point, that sliding to a dramatic enough level to create the recession that we keep talking, you know, that people keep talking about the, the inevitable. But you're right. It may be very soft and we may glide right through it. I, I do, think people you know, are changing how they're spending, though. I think so. I hope so. I really do. Yeah, I, I think so. people, <clears throat> I think it's different this Christmas season than it was last. And maybe I'm just speaking, I mean, that's just kind of my, obviously my own personal, um, you know, view of how things are going and kind of what I'm seeing. But um, it feels like people aren't as just silly with yeah. the cash they're throwing around and what they're buying. And, you know, they're a little bit more aware, but maybe that's just me. Well, and that, it could be a thing that people are getting tight, right, which could also lead to less spending. Sure. So, I mean, there's a lot of things in the air. I, I and, and, and that's yeah. one of the cracks I think is underneath the surface yeah. is we're, we're, we're <clears throat> on this tightrope. I mean, yeah. it's kind of we're walking on eggshells, and at some point – does one of those break? Does all of a sudden people spending get cut back? You know, one or two percent across yeah. the board is a big number. I mean, out shopping yesterday, a lot of main stores, you know, there's a lot of sales. Oh, a ton of sales. You know, and we're two weeks from Christmas and there's 50, 60 percent off at a lot of stores. So, you know, Northwest Arkansas is a little bit of a bubble. Yeah. But that's telling you. That, you know, retail is still... I mean, you heard it coming out of COVID with the money people were getting and the people, the spending that was taking place. I mean, you, we were pulling spending forward. Correct. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense, right? Yes. Like we were doing the next years or two's yes. worth of spending. Yes. Yeah. At, At the, yeah. And so, 
that's going to eventually kind of come to a head. Yep. I mean, if, yep. if that statement was true, which I think it's right, that means spending is going to kind of hit a rut at which, some point. Yeah, which might lead to the soft, you know, where we have that thing. I will say the government spending, though, and I don't like, I like less government. I'm a less government person. Are you? <laughs> Did you not know that? Okay. So announcement, I'm a less government person. So I, I do think government spending is going to continue to be a big part. And it's unfortunately become a big part of our GDP and so on. And I, it's disturbing. But war in Israel, which seems to be maybe cooling down a little bit, looks like maybe that's starting to come to an end. But, but you still have the threats in, in Southeast Asia. You'll still have Ukraine. The government spending, not just the U.S., look at companies in an industrial sure. complex of the United States from all of our Northrop Grumman, Boeing, and on down the line. I think they are going to have potential upticks as a market part of it. They're they're going to continue to flow no matter what happens to the American consumer. So there's parts of the market that I don't think we'll have, even if we had a recession, whatever. There's still going to be lots of spending going on, whether it be from governments, not even U.S. Mm -hmm. Whether consumer spending goes down a little bit, that you know there could be some offset there. So yeah. you know, keep us from as a reminder, and we talk about this. You know, here in the podcast and in client meetings, whether or not we go into a recession or not, you know, doesn't necessarily impact markets negatively. Right. Um, you know, I saw yesterday and I cannot remember what firm it was, but did you see that somebody came out with a price target on the S&P for end of 24 at 6000? I didn't see six thousand. I'd seen like fifty five hundred. I mean, I, I saw one yesterday. Came out at six thousand on the S and P for year in twenty four. I mean, they they wow. think this is a huge. We're getting ready for a huge rally in, in equities, and and I'm saying we're not saying that necessarily. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is, don't let this talk continued talk of a recession or a slowdown, you know, mean that the stock market necessarily follows. Because oh, it doesn't sure. always. No, it doesn't always. Two different things. Right. And Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the stock market was down 20, 30 percent in 22. Yeah. Right? And the market and the economy was roaring. Yeah. And the yeah. economy yeah. was just fine. And yeah. so, um, yeah, yeah they don't could, always correlate. Yeah. Yeah. We could absolutely have a, a recession without the market, you know, dropping by 30 percent. You sure. know what we should do, though? At the end of the year, like our last podcast for the year, we should we should literally list and have it on the screen of all the major firms sure. targets, price targets. And then next year. Revisit. The, I mean, we should just do that for all. Cause yeah, yeah. It'd be kind of a good exercise to see how far off we are. Because I know this year people are way off targets. Oh, way yeah. Off. I mean, look at where we, the market was ending twenty two. I mean, nobody was saying, "Hey, Nasdaq's going to be up fifty percent." Oh, nobody. <laughs> twenty three. No. Or even no. the S and P. Or I mean, the S and P. I yeah, mean, nobody. well, the Dow just. You know, to show you the disparity between the Nasdaq and we've talked about it, the the Nasdaq's up what thirty. Five thirty-six percent for the year. The Dow just crossed into double digits, so there's a twenty-five percent or so disparity between the Dow and, and you know now the S and P's up twenty-ish right, for right. the year. So and and one thing, so we're kind of all over the place. That's right. We're That's just right. we're just rolling with it. So <laughs> the let me pull up these charts real quick. What's interesting is, you know, you can make you can make things look really bad or really good by just cherry picking the time periods you're looking at, right? And so what the media often does, and I don't think it's necessarily intentional on the media's part, but the, you know, they're, they're often showing like year-to-date numbers, yeah, right? And it's easy to say the market, you know, the, the bears are saying, well, the market is 
way overbought. Look at what's happened this year, right? But if you go back to the beginning of 2022, right, as good as this year has been for pockets of the market, and there's plenty parts of the market where it's been a yeah. okay year, yeah, but it hasn't sure. been very good. Seven stocks have led it. We know that, yeah. Everything, the Dow Jones, because it didn't go down near as much last year, the Dow Jones from the beginning of 2022 yeah. is up 0.15%. Yeah. The S&P is still down 3%. The NASDAQ, which, need I remind you, year-to-date is literally up, I forget what it's like, 45 40% some is still negative since January of 22. And the Russell 2000 is down 16%, right? (laughs) So the small cap part of the market with rates rising hasn't (laughs) seen some of the upside that other pockets of the market have seen this year. But... um, yeah, I saw that. How um, drastic of a difference yes. that is when you look at yes. year to date yeah. versus two years, you know. And so, um, the market. I mean, literally for two years, you know, we had the we had the lost yeah. decade. Yeah. you know, yeah. a, a few years ago, <clears throat> you know, we've had a two year period where literally we're we're back where we were. You could have bought SPY, and you're you don't have you're a flat. single dollar more yeah. you started Correct. with, yeah. right? And that's yeah. just that's that's markets, right? That's normal. It's going to happen again. Yeah. We could be a year from now in the same boat. Sure. Right? I mean, the market could, because people say the market's moved sideways. Well, technically, no. It sold off last year. It's up big this year. Next year, it could actually move sideways, and we could be where we're at, right? And so you could have a three-year period, four-year period where um, markets just don't move a lot from, you know, whatever starting point Mm -hmm. you're looking at. And so uh, economically, there's going to be all kinds of things that take place. We could enter a recession. We could, you know, but... I think this goes back to the idea of like, have a plan, know what you need, know what your rate of return expectations and and needs are, and then stick to that rebalance, you know, and and keep it simple because it's so easy to get caught up in the noise that, and you're going to constantly be second guessing. You know, one, one of the big questions we've had this year is like with rates going up, like do CDs make sense? Like should I just put money in a CD? Yeah. And it's like in the moment that can feel like a really good decision. But if that's money that you've always planned on and need to have invested for the long term, then like that's money you're going to have to take out of a CD at whatever period when the CD sure. matures and then reinvest. And that could end up being horrible timing, right? Mm-hmm. What if the market goes up? And yeah. so, like, yeah. things that seem like the no-brainer, easy decisions now could – you just – you got to stick with that, like, long-term plan. What's the goal? What's the plan? Like, let's stick to it. It's pretty simple. <clears throat> when you do the – we do this thing, the retirement analyzer, which I love that thing that we have at our, in our office here. But it gives you – it spits out a return, rate of return that you need, right, to make it – so you, you put in all the data – comes out, you need to make 6.2% or 4.8% or whatever. Right. It, if you keep that in mind, none of this matters at all because you can go find those returns. Now, if you sure. need to make 12%, yeah. you're in trouble, right? Yeah. I mean, you can, in theory, make that, but you gotta, you got to go very, very aggressive and it doesn't matter what the markets do. You're, you're, you have to take that risk. Yeah. Most of our clients fall 6% or lower, Right. So when you build a portfolio, you're not taking if the market if we have a big recession it goes down thirty percent, our clients aren't going down thirty percent on their total portfolio. Maybe a small piece of it is excess to the market, but because we're trying to make that return, we're not putting them at that risk. Mm-hmm. So again, your point, all this noise, 
and all the fear factor of every station. You watch CNBC. I've got Fox Business on in our TV, and we're, we're in the office next to each other. Similar stories. Some have positive, some have negative. But if you watch that all day, you'll go crazy. Yeah, it's – I mean, yeah. it's – yeah. I mean, if you let that drive you, emotion drive you. Sure. If you need to make 5.5% return, have a good diversified portfolio, you do not have to be in this mess. I yeah. th- it's fun to talk about, yeah. and we yeah. love it because yeah. we – but – um, I thought you, you watched. Worry about it. I thought you watched the View. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've got. I bounced back. <laughs> got it. Forth. Okay. Yeah. I was. He stuttered through that pretty hard. <laughs> um, well, we went on like a fifteen-minute tangent there. That's all right. Rates in the market. That's and right. Everything. So November jobs report: one hundred ninety-nine thousand jobs added, above Dow Jones estimate of one hundred ninety. Unemployment declined to 3.7%, average hourly earnings up 4% from one year ago, inflation up 0.1% from last month, and 3.1% from one year ago. Um, we kind of just talked about yeah. that. So I yeah. just yeah. had the bullet points. Yeah. 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 Hager will be happy that Hager you... gets mad when I don't use his hey, bullet yeah. points. So. I, I know you don't want to talk about this, but Han Solo's blaster from the original Star Wars movie sold at auction for just over $1 million. And I, I you weren't going to say it. I had to say it because I'm a Star Wars fan. As Matt said, he had friends. So he wasn't a Star Wars fan. So I, he, he played outside. After re- yeah, his, exactly. his, he played sports in the, in, the, in the park. After reading that, I changed my opinion on everything. We're in a bubble. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's going yes. to burst. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So what's his blaster? I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Pew, I didn't. Pew, pew, pew. That's what he shoots with. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, I don't think it truly shoots blasters, though. I, or, I don't think nor that. do I think it sounds like that noise that, <laughs> yeah. hey, pew, that he pew. just did. I think it's pew pew, right? I you know, hey, there's, I've learned. I've never that, seen Star Wars, by the way. I, honestly, I've, a long time ago. But this just tells me that things will be bought. Somebody out there no wants it. I mean, I, but I'll tell you, Star Wars, Star Trek, I mean, those people are passionate. You know, when things like this come out. Can you remember oh, where yeah. we were at a couple of years ago with like NFTs? Oh, yeah. And all of this. What I mean, talk about people spending money. Oh, right. And just craziness. I mean, people. I mean, like is you it? had the digital. Yes. The what was it? The the apes? The Yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't, isn't NFTs. <laughs> feels isn't like that, a lifetime ago. Oh, I know. Isn't that what college athletes are trying to get now? No, that's oh, NIL. Okay. Got it. I, 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 just <laughs> see, I was channeling my Mart film. Yeah. See? Yeah, it is crazy. So for you, okay. So here's Star a Wars. here's a as we wrap this up, how crazy the NIL has gotten. Brock Purdy, yeah, the starting quarterback of the Forty ers yeah, best team in the NFL this yeah. year, drafted in like the eighth round. He was the last he, pick of the draft. Yeah. yeah, he he is making the league minimum of like eight hundred thousand dollars a year, and <laughs> starting quarterbacks in college, yeah. right now are going anywhere from like one to two and a half million a year. Tell me we are not living in a messed up world right yeah, now. It's messed up. It's I don't crazy. like I don't like that it's crazy. For college sports. Anyway, I just thought uh, I would yeah. kind of throw there, that. Yeah, there should crazy. be yeah, we won't go down that path. Anyway, Matt, Matt's just thinking, Ted Gummin, I played college basketball a decade too soon. I know. Harding would yeah. pay you probably no one, at least fifty bucks. No right one now. would have ever paid me anything to play <laughs> any sports. <laughs> well, um, you never know. Yeah. I mean. All right. Well, that was fun. I don't know if it was a good conversation or not, that was but good. it was fun. Man, it was fun. <laughs> How many more of these do we have in twenty three? Two? Two, two more? Two. Two. Man. Yeah. That's years. Do you know what episode one. this is? Do you know how many of these we've done? This one's 181. 181. 181. We're talking to our producer. 
who will be wrapping up his career with Mach 1 after episode 182. Yeah. So. Hager. Wow. Shout out to Hager. You'll be missed. He will be missed. We'll introduce the Zoe next week. How yeah. About that? She's the Absolutely. she's the new producer yeah. editor. So all right. Well, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, we'll look forward to seeing you guys next week. that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Third-party ratings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client, nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss, including the loss of principal. Actual account results may have been higher or lower than the results mentioned, depending on an individual's investment timing, cash movement, size of the account, and client restriction. Past performance is not indicative of future results. For full disclosures, please see mock-1financial.com disclosures.